You are listening to the Lit and Lucid podcast brought to you by Steve's Goods and Yuhu Brand. Here's your host, Lucy and Jared. Welcome, everybody, to the Lit and Lucid podcast. We are here recording another episode of the show. We have a very special guest on with us today. His name is David Klein. He is the original inventor of the Jelly Belly Jelly Beans, um, and he has now entered into the market with CBD Jelly Beans. So we are excited to have David on the show to explain to us a little bit more about his product and the inspiration behind Jelly Beans. What's up, David? Everything is so good. I'm... I'm counting my beans. <laughs> That's awesome. So a little about David. Um, he is he is like the man of the hour Magic right beans. now. There's so many articles buzzing around the internet around his CBD jelly beans. Um, they're available in 38 flavors and they're 10 milligram beans. And I think they're officially sold out right now because they were such a hot ticket item. Um, and he also invented the original Jelly Belly Jelly Beans back in 1976, and he ended up selling the patent four years later. So we're excited to learn a little bit more about that whole process and kind of what happened with the patent and things like that and how you're back into the market now kind of as a redemption, I'd say. That sounds like a great introduction. <laughs> Thank you for that. Why don't you just take us back to 1976 and explain to us a little bit how Jelly Beans got started. Do I really have to go back that many years? <laughs> no. Okay, I will. I will. 1976. I had $800 to my name. $800. No credit cards. I don't even know if there were any credit cards back then. But I certainly, certainly could not have gotten one. $800. I came up with an idea of opening up a shop that sold just jelly beans. I didn't have enough money to rent a spot in a store. I actually had enough. I didn't have any money. I made a deal with what? I was in the wholesale and that business. Hmm. I used to sell pecans to famous Amos. Yeah. I had an ice cream store that I sold their nuts to. Their walnuts and almonds, 1824 West Main, Alhambra, California. Huh. I came up with an idea of opening up a jelly bean store. I showed them the product that I had, and I told them for every one pound of beans we sold there for $2, I would give them one dollar, and that way I got in there without any any money in advance, no down payment, not, nothing. And we started selling Jelly Bellies, and we were doing twenty four dollars a day in business. Back then, was this probably big money, huh? Which obviously, yeah, big money, <laughs> and uh, obviously we were losing money. So I knew that I had to act fast. Or we, we would be out of business. Yeah. I called up Associated Press and told them 
that I had the only candy store in the world, and I thought that it would make a very interesting article in the newspapers. Associated Press was big in those days. No internet. No internet back then. 1976. And he asked me how we were doing. The young man that answered the phone, Steve Fox. He was in charge of the business section. I told him we were doing so well that women from Beverly Hills were sending their chauffeurs to pick up product. <laughs> Obviously, that wasn't true. <laughs> but if, if I had said to him, we're taking in $24 a day, he would have said to me, call me when you're a real business. Yeah. So I didn't like lying, but on the other hand, I didn't really want to go out of business because I knew we had a great product. He said, I'm coming down Sunday. Can you meet me at 10 o'clock? <laughs> I said, I will. I had 104 temperature on Sunday, and I went down there with 104 temperature because I knew that if I disappointed him, he would never come back again. I had customers lined up. to pre They were pretend customers. <laughs> they were snaking out the door. Oh, my goodness. I told each one. Here's $5. When you get up to the line, you're buying two pounds of licorice for your dad, who loves licorice. Another one, I said, buy one pound of the mix. I gave each one instructions. And he was watching all this activity. It was a little bit after 10 by that time. He was right on time, by the way. <laughs> and he said to me, are you always this busy? I said, actually, this is a slow day. <laughs> and he said, this is fantastic. He said, I'm going to write you up. And he gave me a feature article in the LA Times. And that spread to every major newspaper in the country. Chicago Tribune. The buyer for Chicago Tribune at not, not for Chicago, but the buyer for uh, Marshall Fields called me up two days later. He said, I want your beans. Hmm. And I said, how did you find out about him? Who are you? He said, I'm the buyer for Marshall Fields candy. My Lord. I said, That's really nice. He said, I, I want to spend $20,000 with you. $20,000. I said, great. Can you send me a check? He said, we're Marshall Fields. We don't pay in advance. So I said to him, you know what? I've got to pay for these. I don't make them myself. I have a contract manufacturer. I have to pay for these within 20-day period. He said, I'll tell you what I'll do. I will walk your invoice. Send it to me now. I will walk it into accounting the day we get them. We will cut you a check and send it to you. And he kept his word. That way I was able to pay for them. They had the Frango Mint. Have you ever had the Frango Mint? I have not, no. You, know, you missed a good mint. I don't know if it's around anymore. Mar Marshall Fields certainly isn't. Macy's bought them. I was wondering if that was connected to Macy's. Yeah. 
Yeah, they are. Uh, the whole department store industry is not what it used to be. Well, that was big back in the 80s and 90s. No, I was on my way. Yeah, I was on my way. And from then on, it was just a question. Um, I was on the Mike Douglas show twice. One as Mr. Jelly Belly. The second time as a gumdrop kid. <laughs> uh, both scenes are in my documentary, which is Candyman, the David Klein story, which you can watch on our webpage, spectrumconfections.com. You'll be able to watch the documentary on there. Cool. And uh, the rest is basically history. Literally. <laughs> Literally history now. I think everybody in yep. America and the world knows about Jelly Belly. We've all had them. They're amazing. 98.5% recognition by name. Wow. That is incredible. So that's, that's 98% yep. in, in the world or the U.S.? 98% in the United States. That wow. is incredible. 98% of the population is familiar with the Jelly Belly name. Incredible. Right. And, you and that's the name that. you created? Yeah, with the Jelly Belly name. Yeah. And that so, I created. I'm the one that came up with the name. Ask me how I came up with that name. How did you come up with the name? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> there was a, I was watching Sanford and Son with Red Fox, and he was talking about the... the Musician Lead Belly. Lead Belly. Yep. And that name Lead Belly stuck in my brain. And when I was trying to come up with a name for my bean, the jelly, by the way, there's no gelatin in, in jelly beans. That jelly, and then I added belly for Lead Belly. That's great. And that's how I came up with a name. That's incredible. And that's incredible like insight. Very few people know that, by the way. That's great. I love it. So some we got some lucky listeners here finding out. There you go. And so and so then after that, I mean, and then you sold off the the name. Is that correct, Jelly Belly? Or actually, we sold the trademark. We never had a patent on it. It's very hard to get a patent on a candy product. It has to be a technologically advanced product like Pop Rocks, mm -hmm. which is made by putting carbon dioxide under pressure. Hmm. That received a patent. Hmm. So all you could do is, you, like you did, trademark. you trademarked the name and you sold the trademark. Yeah. Correct. We sold the trademark in uh, 1980. And they had to sign a 20-year illegal non-compete clause, mm -hmm. which if I had any brains, I would have taken them to court. Mm-hmm. And I would have gotten the whole contract wiped out. Yeah. It would have been declared null and void. You cannot tie somebody up for 20 years of their life. Maybe five, maybe six, but certainly not 20. I could not compete with them for 20 years. That's incredible. And that's why it took 20 years out of the 40. 20 years of my life was wasted. Yeah. Man. So, like, how do you feel about that? How do you feel like being like an entrepreneur and creating this thing that 98% of people recognize because of the name and then you are essentially, you know, not allowed to do anything with it for 20 years? Here's how I feel. I love the fact that millions and millions of hours of people that work there, mm -hmm. it's it, it provided income 
for people that were very hard working. I love that aspect of it. It provided money in, in the form of profits for hundreds of thousands of stores whose livelihood was based on Jelly Belly. Those two things I love. Not being able to be directly involved with the business and watch it all those years from afar. Two months after I sold out, I went into a grocery store and I saw a package of Jelly Bellies and the signature on the back was not my signature. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I wondered why they took my signature off of the bag. And that bothered me. That's mm -hmm. one thing that bothered me. When they came out with a 30-year history of the product, I wasn't even mentioned in there. That bothered me. Mm -hmm. Wow. How, how could the man that invented it not be mentioned in the book? Right. Right. That's crazy. What candy company so, I mean, or who owns it? took it? a toll on me. It took a tremendous toll. But you know something? I'm good right now because I can say I was the man who invented Jelly Belly jelly beans, and there's nothing they can do to stop me. Right. And now you're back with the CBD beans. I'm back with a bean. We're back with a bean that actually helps I we're not allowed to make any claims as you know but I believe in my own heart that this bean helps people with a, a lot of things I'm sure you've done a lot of reading on CBD do you use CBD? So I feel great I use it myself I suffer from tingling in the feet mm -hmm. sciatica mm -hmm. I suffer from sciatica uh, I take it Ten minutes later, the, it's it's gone. Everybody that I know that's taking it, and particularly since we put it in a jelly bean, the dosage is controlled. Mm -hmm. You know exactly what you're taking. Yeah. You know, you take the liquid, put it under your tongue, and it tastes like earth. Mm -hmm. We've managed to disguise the CBD flavor. Oh, good. And it's a perfect 10 milligram dosage. So if you want to take 20 milligrams, you take two of them. How many do it comes in a package? We are selling it to white label people. I'm sure you know what that is. Uh-huh. And they're, they're, they're packaging it in so many different creative ways. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. I love that. I feel like my grandma would take CBD now. I'm going to just slip her you know some what? jelly beans. I would give it to my grandma too. Yeah. Absolutely. That's great. I have no reservation about it at all. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, I love the fact that you're back into it. For one, you found CBD, which helps you personally. So there's like that personal antidote. And then two, you're tying it to the story of, you know, what you created from the past. And so I think there's there's an incredible merger right there, and um, you know I that hope that, that was so nice. He said, <laughs> it, "Well, it's so, it's so incredible." I mean, your your story from your past it's like heart wrenching because you created this, and then you know, I mean, it's just hard to fathom. I mean, if I created something and watched it take off, and then watched somebody else basically take all the praise, I'd be pissed. And so this is like very much yeah. like your redemption. You know what it was? Oh. 
more than that, I loved to come up with ideas for new flavors. Mm. Yeah. I, I love that. And uh, they came up with some new flavors that I never would have come out with. <laughs> True, yeah. What do you think about the Harry Potter flavors? You want to know what they were? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, that was the, not my idea. The throw up in the dirt and <laughs> the snot. and. <laughs> not my idea, guys. Not my idea. <laughs> so did it's you come up with the right original now. 38? No. Go. No. I was not allowed to continue after the year 1980 when we sold them the trademark. They didn't want to know any flavors that I wanted after that. I believe we were about at 16 at that point. Gotcha. Okay. What was like the first one? Yeah, we were the first. We had the first, we had, my idea was the watermelon. Okay. That was two-toed, red on the inside, green on the outside. That was my idea. Cool. Uh, I came up with the first eight flavors. There you go. That's awesome. And then the next eight. <laughs> Do you and see- then they were at maximum capacity. They couldn't, I sold so much that they couldn't keep up with production. <laughs> so let's backtrack because I, I love and how then, how the whole start, story started with you and basically calling the Associated Press and just getting getting positive press for it. I mean, it's it's quite obviously like a wonderful example of how marketing and public relations can do a number for your business and we're seeing that now again you know as we record it there's you know articles being published about you as we speak about the first cbd jelly bean and it's happening again and so you know i I mean it's it's not really so much of a secret but i feel like people don't do this every day but here you are and you just you just have a knack for it and it's just an opportunity and i mean so like what's what's your background like what's your thought into just pulling the media in to help to drive your business yeah, that's exactly what we did. Uh, now we have the internet, so it's much easier to get a product off the ground. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we found you on LinkedIn. So without yeah, without the internet, we wouldn't have probably talked to you. Or found you, so it's very true. No, we never would have crossed paths. It's incredible. That's exactly right. We're having fun now. I'm I'm able to talk to people and actually talk to them. They don't believe. That the guy who invented Jelly Bellies is on the other end of the phone. <laughs> it's incredible. It really yeah, is. I, I convinced... Yeah, they don't, because what would you be doing talking to me? Yeah. I believe if somebody has a business, they should do every aspect of the business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's... Nothing is too good. Mm-hmm. Nothing is too... That you can't touch. I sweep the floors and I clean the bathrooms. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, because you should be a part of it. It's, it's your experience. You're creating it. You should know all aspects and, and do all aspects. Lucy and uh, I are firm believers. 100%. Absolutely. absolutely. And I'm having fun doing it. I, I love the fact that the press, why do you think the press has eaten this up so much? Mm-hmm. Why do you think they, 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 they're covering it? Because the people love it. <laughs> Well, yeah. and like your willingness to share exactly your story. Exactly right. What, 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 Do what, I miss what? 
No, I was saying, and like your willingness to share your story, like you said, it's fun, and like you like talking to the oh, people and telling them about. Willingness to share my story, absolutely. By the way, we have a sugar-free version, we have a sour version, and we have a regular assorted thirty-eight flavor version. That's awesome. And so they can get them all across the U.S. And or they will be within another month. There we go. Yeah, we have we have people selling them everywhere. So let's stick on that train. Do you have any advice for, you know, Lucy and I are young entrepreneurs and we have our own business and you know what was what would be you know a couple of your strong pieces of advice for for younger folks getting into it and and starting their first business? Okay, first of all, don't quit your day job <laughs> until. Until you know for a fact that your business is going to make it. I'm sure you know, you've seen the statistics on businesses that fail. you got to go into it on as small a scale in the beginning Mm -hmm. that you can possibly do. Do most of the work yourself. Get that social media out there. We are on Twitter. We are on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Three years ago, I had no idea what any of those things were. Mm-hmm. This is a real world right now. I didn't know how to use the computer until about 10 years ago. And our daughter, who is brilliant, said to me, Dad, you don't even know how to use the computer. What's the matter with you? <laughs> she said, five-year-olds know how to use it. Five-year-olds. Oh she actually shamed, shamed me into getting on the computer. <laughs> well, thank goodness. <laughs> so, you're starting a business, watch every dollar that you spend. Don't start up anything that you can't afford in the beginning. Make sure you have a solid ground. And then go from there. And then just go for it. Because if you don't do it, You're always going to regret that either somebody else did it instead of you or a lost opportunity. And I believe me, I had 40 some odd years every single day realizing that I had nothing to do with the product that I created. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if that isn't heart wrenching, I don't know what is. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And especially to think, you know, if, if you had a few more years into it or something, how different it be? So, but I think that's yeah, that's yeah, solid I advice. I Dave. didn't want to sell. I did not want to sell out. Yeah, but that's solid advice. I think you know Lucy and I are doing that, and that's one of our biggest mantras too. Is that you know we're not going to do anything that, or I guess you know we want to do all of our work so that when we do hire people, we know our expectations and we know the workload and we know. You know what it takes to do that, right? And so that we're not just bossing yeah, people around and having do. unreasonable expectations. And two, you got to know you know what's going on yeah. too, so you can service your clients better. Yeah, that's so true. And another thing is, you need to do something differently than anybody else out there. Not copy anybody, but you need you need a good image, you need a good logo, you need a good name, you need to do something. You got to go beyond. 
You can't just do what the other person is offering in the way of a product or a service. You guys have a product or a service, which is it? Service. Service, yeah. Service. Go beyond it. Go beyond. Be available seven days a week. Be available at three o'clock in the morning if they need you. Just do things that that sound like they're crazy, but they'll win fans for you. They'll win customers for you. I love that. Yeah, yeah you're totally right. You got to be different. You have you have to be different. There was a pharmacy. Many years ago, in Van Nuys, California, and it was started by a man who founded the Allergan Company. Have you ever heard of them? I have, yeah. They they have Botox and all kinds of things. He was a pharmacist. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right. Is it is it Allergan? Is the Allergan sounded familiar? Yeah. Allergan, yeah. He was a pharmacist. And he was the first pharmacy. He was on Van Nuys Boulevard in 1952. He was open 24 hours a day. If you needed something at 3 in the morning for a sick child, you went there. And that's how he started his business, became a multi-billionaire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he was just there for people. But other people weren't. Yeah, exactly. Sure, there were nights where there might have been only one customer. But that's how he he differentiated himself from every other pharmacy. Yeah. And I'm sure people probably called him crazy and all that. Told him he ain't making no money. But look now. No. And you know what? There's a danger of being robbed at 3 in the morning. Exactly, yeah. Yep. Yep. But he built a multi-billion dollar empire. Yeah. And that's how he differentiated himself. Hey, that's where you just got to weigh the risk versus the reward and make a decision. That's what entrepreneurship's all about. Nobody knows. Somebody has to do it. Yeah. Knock and know until you try. And you know, exactly. And you got to take the risk sometimes. And you know what? Sometimes you're going to be wrong. You're not going to be right every time. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you're going to go into business that you should have walked away from. But that's what makes it Nothing is 100%. No, it's not. That's why you got to give her hell. Let's see what can come of it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Totally well, agree. Well, I just so like now, that. I'm back in the jelly bean business. Right. And I'm very, very happy. <laughs> yeah, I love it. You seem happy. Our, so. our product is called What happened? I, I said you seem very happy, so I, th- I think this is where you're meant to be, oh, Dave. Yeah. This is where you're meant to be. Yeah, I am very, very happy. Our spot product is, we have a federal trademark on it. As I said, Spectrum Jelly Beans. Yep. Spectrum Confections. Yep. Spectrum Confections. Yeah, check them out. And we're going to make other things too. Cool. Well, yeah, look at them online because they have a great online presence. Um, as David mentioned, we checked them out before the episode. 
Um, but yeah, David, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. I think this is a great example, kind of, you know, how entrepreneurship works. You're walking into the unknown. You don't really know what's going to come of it. There's so many ups and downs and twists and turns, but like you've kind of just shown, you kind of just have to ride the wave and see how it goes. And I'm glad to see, you know, you're back on the positive end of things with your own, you know, CBD jelly beans now living a life that you think is successful and happy. So I'm, I'm all for it. I think it's great. You know what? That was such a nice summary. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing your story with us. Yeah, David. So It's been my pleasure, believe me. The best to both of you. Hey, you too. And we'll be rooting. We'll be doing our best to share your story. And we'll continue to watch the, the kind of the flood on on the news end and I hope other entrepreneurs are watching and, and taking notes of, of your approach because it's working 100% so you definitely got to give yourself a pat on the back even Wonderful. after 44 years I think you've done a great job David so hopefully notching your cap Dave and uh, we'll look forward and we'll touch base in about a year and, and see uh, see the continued growth all right David thank you so much for being on our show and with that I'm lit I'm lucid and that's it laters We're gonna go eat a jelly bean. We have known Steve for over a year now and find his products to be one of the most reputable sources of CBD and other cannabis products on the market. With so many imitation oils being sold online, it's important to source products from companies you trust. Steve's Goods is that company. Steve's Goods is an award-winning Colorado-based CBD company offering organic and locally sourced products at unbeatable prices. Visit www.stevesgoods.com for more info. This episode of the Litton Lucid Podcast is produced in partnership with Yuhu Brand. Yuhu Brand is an industry-leading digital marketing and business development agency in Denver, Colorado. Yuhu Brand specializes in social media management, website development, influencer marketing, and content creation, along with a host of supporting services to complement your marketing strategy. Yuhu Brand, building businesses the right way. If you're interested in learning more, hit us up at hello at yuhubrand.com or reach out to Jared and Lucy directly on the show.